As we approach our annual dinner, um, we are so honored to be honoring Rabbi Silverman uh, this year. And uh, joining us on our podcast is uh, Rabbi Rosenfeld, uh, one of our rabbeim, who has really been mentored by Rabbi Silverman um, since he joined us um, at Yeshiva Torah. Uh, thank you for joining us, Rabbi Rosenfeld. Of course. Thanks for having me. So talk about how Rabbi Silverman has inspired you. Okay. That's uh, definitely an easy thing to speak about for me um, because every day, you know, I, and without exaggeration, I truly am inspired by him. I'm inspired how he comes in with a smile and he comes in day in day, you know, always with his head up and he's optimistic and he shows a, a ton of optimism for the Jewish future and for the power. And, he, you know, he really um, believes in the power and significance of every single Jewish student. It's something that is, as a Jewish educator, is something really inspiring to see that mm-hmm. throughout the years that has never diminished in any way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what was your first role here at YHT? So I started off as an assistant Rebbe, um, you know, doing some administrative work for Rabbi Silverman and also teaching a few classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so how did Rabbi Silverman help you grow from being an assistant Rebbe to a Rebbe? So he built me up um, really from, you know, the bottom up. He treated me with respect and he was constantly giving me feedback, mostly positive, And, you know, he was... A, you know, a master of uh, of critical, you know, being able to be critical, but but with a smile and, and still as your friend. Um, and he constantly, always pulled me aside for a teaching moment. And he would say privately, and, and he would, you know, there's even a, a great picture of it. I think it'll be at the dinner somewhere. But he, he would always say, this is why this worked. This is why this didn't work. And he would say, you know, when you're mm-hmm. in charge, you'll, you'll see why this works. Why this works and why yeah. this doesn't. Like a reflecting, exactly. constant reflecting. Okay, so what has he taught you, like, as a teacher now? Like, what do you do that he taught you? So, short answer, truly everything. Um, But to be a little bit more specific, um, he taught me the way from, right when you enter into my classroom, the way that it's designed, you know, it's in his uh, famous chet that he used to have when he was a teacher. And I think for myself, it really helps with the engagement of the class. He taught me, you know, from all his different catchphrases and his idioms that I, uh, um, I use in my day-to-day life now, mm-hmm. but he really, he taught me how to, how to mm-hmm. treat every single student with respect, and when, I, when discipline is needed, how to do it with a smile and how to do it with love, mm-hmm. um, something that's a very powerful tool for, you know, all of life. All educators, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess, what advice, like, would you give a new teacher that you remember him giving you when you started? So I definitely remember in the beginning, and even now sometimes, that you know, on those really, really tough days as, a, as an educator, um, just always just keep your head up, keep your smile on, you know, take things slow. He would always focus on you know, letting me know that sometimes the connection with the student is you know, just as important, if not more important, than the content that you're, uh, that you're teaching. So I guess to take it slow, to keep your head up, to not, you know, to decompartmentalize to kind of take things one at, you know, one thing mm-hmm. at a time. One thing at a time. One step, one step at a time. Exactly. Um, what, what will you miss most about Rabbi Silverman when he retires? So I think uh, I share this sentiment with a lot of the other um, Rebbeim and teachers is that I have a very, you know, unique, we all have a very unique relationship with him, that he's not only a supervisor and a mentor and a boss, but he's really a, a real friend and someone that I could totally speak to about everything in life. And mm-hmm. 
just being able to walk into his office and have lunch and you know mm-hmm. shoot the breeze with him is something that I will definitely uh, definitely miss. But also he's a problem solver. Yeah. Anytime anything's wrong, I could go straight to him and he just instead of figuring out who did what wrong, he just figures out how we could fix it. Yeah, how are so, we fixing this? How yeah. are we moving forward? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's important. And but he also inspires you. Um, yeah, he definitely does. He really always focused. He always you could see it from every aspect of from the day he from the moment he walks into school from when he leaves the significance and the the kedusha of every single jewish student mm-hmm. you know is he, he sees it and it's it's something that's very real to him right. um, which is a powerful thing yeah and you know as you're talking it's it's so inspiring because somebody can be in for in jewish education for so many years and and sometimes like people get burnt out but he seems to come in every single day with like the same type of renewed energy that you would see from like a young person, you know, and, and he inspires all of us with that sort of like just everyday excitement, enthusiasm. And, um, and that's with crossing the George Washington twice. A day. I know, so I, I know. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Right. And his just belief in every, every teacher and belief in every student. Absolutely. Um, you know, is there like a, a funny memory that, that you have in your mind when you think of like, cause because he's also a very fun person, Definitely. you know, like we, he certainly keeps the order around here, but he's also just a very fun person. So yeah. like, what's a fun memory you have with him? It's hard to say because I have the unique opportunity to go on Greenkill with him. That's the sixth grade trip and Philadelphia, the seventh grade trip. So there's, you know, just loads and loads of, you know, just funny and enjoyable memories. But I think one thing that sticks out, it's a great scene in my mind, is when uh, one year in Greenkill in the main hallway, when all the students were waiting for their next activity. I walked in as I was trying to coordinate something with somebody and Rabbi Silverman is sitting there leaning back on this big leather couch with a fidget spinner um, <laughs> hanging on his nose, you know, with all the students cheering by next to him. That was like a real, I remember I took a picture of it right away. Was, was like, that when fidget spinners like first came out? Yeah, that's when they he were. He was figuring the, out the how to play rage. with one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, is there anything else like special that you want to share with everyone? Yeah, about Rabbi I, Silverman. I think I personally um, have a very special, unique connection with him because um, when I first came to Hartora, um, the targilon that a lot of the grades use is the targilon that my grandfather, Rabbi Yisrael Rosenfeld, wrote. And when Rabbi Silverman made that connection, you know, one of the first days <laughs> I worked, he was floored. He kind of turned like white as a ghost, and he said that he's been waiting his whole life to meet this <laughs> Rabbi Rosenfeld because he said that when he was first starting to teach fifth grade Chumash. He picked up this Targilon and it became his Rebbe. And for the rest of his <laughs> teaching career, Rabbi Rosenfeld was, you know, in Gemara and in, in uh-huh. Kumash. It became his, you know, and, and I obviously got a lot from my grandfather as well. So it was very unique to have that, you know, three generations kind of. of uh, <laughs> Masorah. Of, exactly. Of, uh, of teaching. Yeah. That, that's beautiful. Yeah. So in many ways, um, everyone is a student of Rabbi Silverman's, right? Definitely. Rabbi and S- yeah, if you're Rabbi a student, Silverman. you're his student for you're like... You're a student for life. life. There's so many talks about, you know, his, his old days and his, uh, you know, students that he see, you know, in, in the streets and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something you could see is very real to him, that a student is a, a student for life. Mm-hmm. You know, since, since we're sitting with you and you're a Rebbe, is there anything on this week's Parsha that you would, uh, would want to share with our parents? Sure. There is one idea, an idea that I love um, when this Parsha comes up, that Vayakil, it's the only Parsha that starts off with that word. It's a little bit of an interesting word to start off a Parsha with. But um, from one of the Svarim that I saw, um, the idea was that when Moshe Rabbeinu, the faithful you know, leader of B'nai Yisrael, you know, no other leader like that in, in possibly all of history, but definitely Jewish history, 
he was away from his people for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came back from Harsinai, the first thing, and, and I saw a mashal, someone says, when a father comes home from a business trip, instead of, you know, he doesn't get his things in order, he just rushes through the door and he says, where is everybody? Where are my kids? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of like, uh, that, that was what Moshe Rabbeinu did. He, before he did anything, it was Vayakil. He gathered all of B'nai Israel. And I think that that connection to Rabbi Silva, I think it's a strong connection to Rabbi wow. Silva because he's so dedicated to the students at Yeshiva Artora and to Hartora in general that, you know, he's such a behind the scenes person and in front of the scenes person mm-hmm. that really gets so much done and he breathes YHT. So right. that's something that I imagine. I, you know, I can't mm-hmm. imagine him. Uh, I always joke around with him. I, I can't imagine him you know, not working, you know, uh, retiring. No. He will certainly be missed here. And I, I hope that everybody will join us um, at the annual dinner to honor him and his legacy um, at Yeshiva Hartor and to Jewish education for over, what is it, 40 years? Something like that. So, yeah. Wow, wow. What a contribution to the Jewish future. Thank you, Rabbi Rosenfeld. Um, everybody at home, please remember to print up your table talk and wishing you all a Shabbat Shalom. This Motzei Shabbat, we're coming together at the annual dinner to honor um, some very special people, um, Ellie and Lisa Shilowitz, Rachel and Rivaz Chachashanavili, um, Soli and Eleni Rabanapur. And we thought it would be very beautiful if we could hear from their children. Um, we're honoring them for their contributions to the Jewish community and to Yeshiva HaTorah. So I know that a lot of the reasons that they're so committed is their children. So here we are. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves and say what grade they're in. I'm Sarah Shilowitz. I'm from 5M and I'm a good job for being and doing all your work. Hi, I'm Aviva Shilowitz. I'm in seventh grade. Mazel to mommy and daddy. Hi, I'm Abby Chi. I'm in eighth grade and Mazel Tov to my parents. Hi, I'm Tehila Rabanapur. I'm in eighth grade, and Mazel Tov, Mom, Dad. So, how does it feel to all of you that we're honoring your parents? I feel so proud and happy for them. I also feel very proud and happy for them that they were able to be honored. Uh, I think they deserve it, and yeah, they work hard. Yeah. And it's exciting because they put so much work into it. Mm-hmm. What's something special that? You know, one of you could tell us about your parents. Maybe say who you are before you speak so everyone knows. So, um, I'm Abby, and something special about my parents is that they really try very hard um, to do everything that they can for my family, and they also, um, and they're very supportive of everything that so they you do. So you see, like, that they make sacrifices for yeah. your family? Mm-hmm. I'm Aviva Shilowitz, um, and my don't think people know that my dad has another job, and, <laughs> he, and that he what, the work that goes into editing all the pictures. Uh huh. So. And mommy, um, also she also um has lots of time. She first goes to work, and then she has to go home, and she has to. Um, like type up the things she needs to figure out who where everyone goes for the dinner mm-hmm. and do the spirit wear. So you see your parents doing a lot of things for the school and putting a lot of time into the school. Yes. yes. So what what's something else that people might not know about your parents? 
people also may not know that there's some consulting between the siblings here. Tila, <laughs> what's something people might not know about your parents? Um, something people might not know is that they they really are hardworking and they put a lot of time into their their work and they also put a lot of time into their children mm. and every child in my family is special and yeah everyone's like treated like yeah, they're special yeah everyone's treated like yeah amazing Shilowitz team um they push themselves to do all the work even if they don't have to right um and if like they like they do they like write a lot they type a lot. And they also have, and they, and they put in a lot of effort and time. Mm-hmm. Into what for they do for the school. And what they do for the school. I, I think you're right. I think people don't know how much time things take and how much time. I mean, do people think that your dad, Ellie, works here? Yes. I think <laughs> he tells me all the time that, like, on Instagram, kids will, like, write to him, is there snow day tomorrow? And he'll be like, I'm just a parent. <laughs> I don't and work here. So yeah. So, you know, what's something that all of you have learned from your parents? It sounds like you've, you've learned about hard work, but what's, like, something that they, they teach you, like, they, they tell you about? Um, I definitely learned respect from my parents, respect to, you know, grandparents, respect to, like, teachers and adults, and also to treat others with, like, uh-huh. you know, like, respect. We have to learn and... Even if people aren't like you and they're different, it doesn't, yeah, they're still like people. So Mm -hmm. everyone has a soul inside. Everyone has that. Yeah. Neshama. Spark that neshama, yeah. So I learned that everything that we do, like, like studying, like playing, like, say, sports and stuff, you should always try your best Mm -hmm. to, like, reach your goal. And they taught us to all be very goal-driven. Goal-driven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with what Abby said. I think my parents are very into trying your best. And trying your best? Kind. Mm-hmm. I think my parents taught me to be very honest and to tell the truth. And all, like, yeah. That, well, that could be hard sometimes. You know that... I, I hear you. It's telling the truth sometimes is hard. And, and I find that people whose parents teach them that being honest is important have an easier time with it so that's important um so what volunteer work do you see your your parents doing like in the community um so uh, my dad definitely donates money to more than one shul around great neck and stuff and my mom also volunteers to like help the shul set some stuff up you know Mm -hmm. um yeah and they're very hardworking. um my dad like his shoe is closing down, so he really tried his best to like keep it open for as long as possible and have like people still coming. And mm-hmm. now, like every weekend, they would have like a kiddush at somebody's house on Shabbat. So we so, didn't give up on it. Yeah. So they still, so they still have their mm-hmm. old community mm-hmm. like still together. I see my dad. He's always taking pictures for whoever <laughs> asks. No one even realized like even one picture. It takes, it could take, like, up to 15 minutes. He needs to first choose the picture mm-hmm. and color it. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, as she said, and as she said, um, he also, like, has some people when he comes out, oh, it's a picture, man. And, <laughs> and also, when I teach, goes one by. And Mommy, she knows a lot of, like, the PTA stuff, and, and she, like, 
does a lot. She like does a. She helps organize the things. Wait, is your father does. only a photographer? No. What else does he do? A lawyer. He's a lawyer. <laughs> so is that he's something? A he's a pattern lawyer. So is that something not everyone knows? Yeah. They think he's a school photographer. He just learned something new. <laughs> yeah, he just learned something new. Um, so. If, you, if I would say to you, what is an important value to your parents? Just an important value. What would you say? To honesty is my policy. Mommy always says that, right, Sarah? Yeah. And I think they also always tell me to try hard and to give 100. They don't care if we had a test, if it's high or low. All they care is that we put in 101% to work on what we're doing. So effort. Yeah, like Aviva said, like effort is really what they t- want us to mm-hmm. all do, mm-hmm. and they really try to do their best so that mm-hmm. me and my sisters can get the best educations and we can just mm-hmm. grow up to be great. To be great people. Um, I think my parents, um, a very important value to them is like positivity and to be fun and funny, mm-hmm. and I know that because sometimes my father comes home late from work. And he's very tired and, you know, stressed. But he still, like, cracks jokes mm-hmm. and, like, makes us all laugh and stuff. He has, like, a simchat ha'chaim. Yeah. So these are all very important important values that you're growing up with. Honesty and hard work and simchat ha'chaim. I, I think, you know, we're fortunate to have your parents in our school community. And you are so lucky to have them as parents because of those values. So what do you think your parents want for you, like, in your life? Like, what do they want for you? I think they want growth happiness can I re say that yeah growth and happiness and successful oh success. growth <laughs> happiness and success um I think my parents want me to get good education and really be whatever we want to be whenever we're older as long as we're always like mm-hmm. positive about it mm-hmm. and they'll always support us with that um my parents definitely want me to um, shine and they want me to um, to like when I go I'm going to high school soon and they want me to make the right decisions and mm-hmm. be with the right crowd and mm-hmm. yeah so I'm gonna ask you like a real grown-up kind of question okay why is Jewish education important to your parents so my parents didn't grow up with the best Jewish education at all because they weren't here. Mm-hmm. So they really want me and my sis and me and my sisters to be able to learn what they weren't able to mm. and to be religious because after they came here, then they started to be more religious, mm-hmm. and now they want us to really know things about our history, about Jewish history. Does that resonate with anyone else here? Um, yeah. Um, my mom was religious. My father was like, eh. But, <laughs> but he was still had values in, in where he was from. He still carried values that he wants me to, to take. And also, like, my parents understand that um, everybody has a neshama inside. Everyone has their own soul. And my parents know that. Like, I have a mission, and my siblings have missions that, like, nobody else can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So they just want me to shine and mm-hmm. work, so. Chilowitzes? So I think it's a little different for our parents. My parents grew up both with Jewish education, uh-huh. and I think why it's so important to them is because they know that if there's no Jewish education, there's no future. Mm-hmm. But I think my grandparents really... Um, 
my grandparents really influenced that. M- my mom's mother was the PTA president mm-hmm. of North Shore, where my parents went, right. my mom went. And she also now, she's working at the Jewish Education Project. Right. And my grandfather was also very involved. And for my dad's mother, she became an educator at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather is also into education. So here we have, um, you know, we have four kids here. And their parents are all being honored. And it's interesting, the different perspectives here, right? Mm-hmm. We have some people who saw their parents um, be committed to Jewish education and followed that as role models, which we expect all of you to do, right? Follow them. And then we have, um, we have some kids here who their parents said, you know what? We want to give our kids something different. And it's so beautiful that we're all sitting here today um, honoring our parents. Is there anything anybody else wants to say to their parents or anything about their parents? I think like they always, they're always encouraging, and I think they did, and they do great, and they don't. They're like maybe they come to all my games, but they also also have work to do, and they work a lot, and they. It's not like they have one. They don't have one job, main job, but they also put a lot of their time into the school also. Yeah. But you still feel like they put you first, huh? Mhm. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of siblings at Rochem, but. But my parents treat each sibling as special. I have a special needs sister, but I never feel that that I don't get attention. Mm-hmm. I get the attention that I need to. That's to a very mature thing to recognize. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Um, so I think my parents like they really, really always try and keep us all happy Mm -hmm. but whatever we do like to still be committed right but it's also very important to me that we still like they're my biggest role models Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing that they're being honored that's so beautiful i know my parents are very humble and they don't like (laughs) to go around and praise them and i know i see all the time where they'll say one thing and they'll do a lot more than what they just say right like my mom's just the pta president and what she could do could just stick to the pta but when she sees a problem she feels jumps in to advocate and Mm -hmm. to reach out to an educator or whoever's Mm -hmm. dealing with that issue Mm -hmm. like so she like steps up so i think the most the most proud moment for them is probably seeing all of you and they're probably all very proud of you um, let's wish them all Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. We hope to see everybody at our annual dinner this Motzei Shabbat to honor these very special uh, parents, um, not only parents of the ch- kids here, but um, major contributors uh, to our school community um, with their time and effort and in the Jewish community at large.